Welcome to the show, Be Convinced, where I share life-changing stories of hope with you so that you can get a big dose of hope in just 30 minutes. I'm your host, Soraya diasi Kofeld. I'm an Ivy League-educated lawyer, a former judge, small business owner, children's author, wife, and mother who's passionate about helping to improve your life and convincing you that there is indeed hope for a better future for ourselves and our children. Because of my diverse education and life experiences, I'm able to bring to you a wide variety of guests, from children to millennials to senior citizens, all of whom share their heartfelt, life-changing stories of hope to inspire and motivate you. Each story is told by ordinary people just like you and me, who went through different challenges in their lives and have been able to overcome them. Mother Teresa once said that one person alone cannot change the world, but one person can cast a stone across the water to create many ripples. I would like my podcast to do just that, create many ripples through many lives, including yours, as we hope for and achieve better. Please rate and review my podcast on Apple or Spotify. Also, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. It's easy. Just click a button and it's free and you will get all of my new episodes to keep you encouraged and filled with hope. This is episode number 99. Are you wondering what happened to the joy and laughter in your life? Are you stressed, overwhelmed, or drained by the many demands on you? Then this is the podcast for you. My guest, Kim McIntyre, is passionate about helping you to regain joy and bring back hope into your life. She shares how she faced a medical challenge involving a facial tumor that left her feeling overwhelmed and extremely stressed. She joined a support group and regained what she refers to as her joyful self. Kim profoundly believes that joy and laughter had a significant impact on her recovery. She has been spreading the word ever since through speaking events, classes, and one-on-one coaching, as well as through her website, joyfulbeing.com. She also shares with us some thought-provoking ideas, as well as inspirational stories about people who have experienced dramatic improvements in their lives. Please stay tuned. My passion has always been to spread the love of books and promote the importance of literacy in a child's life. My passion inspired me to write a series of five faith-based children's books about our favorite holidays from a Christian's perspective, Easter, Fourth of July, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. My books are filled with colorful illustrations and lots of humor because children love to laugh. All proceeds from book sales go to the nonprofit foundation as the Stars of the Sky Foundation to help promote literacy. To purchase my books, please visit as a stars of the sky.org or your favorite online bookseller. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the show. Be convinced. I'm so glad that you're joining us. We're sharing another life changing story of hope. And as you know, my guest is Kim McIntyre. But before we get to Kim, as usual, I like to start off with a quote. And the quote actually comes from Kim It is, life is precious. It is meant to be enjoyed. So welcome, Kim. We're going to be talking about our joyful self and how to create it and continue with it, not give up on it. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to it. Yes. And I just love the whole issue of joy and laughter. And my husband tells me I should be a stand-up comedian because I like to just make jokes out of silly things. And it's really great that 
we have you on because a lot of people don't have joy in their life and it's very sad, but you're here to help us all to get joy and to get more of it and not give up on it. So you have an amazing background. You've been featured on NBC's New Day, NW. You've been on NPR, Good Day Orlando, Fox News, Central Florida News, iHeartRadio, Contact Talk. And I'm so glad, as I mentioned before, that you're able to join us and you talk about joy, encouraging people to have joy in their lives. And I know you've had a lot of challenges in yours. So tell us about yourself and your story of what led you to the joyful experience. Yeah, well, thank you. That was a lovely introduction. I would say the spark that led me onto this path happened out of a health challenge. Yes. So there was this growth in my mouth that the dentist thought was an extra bone growth that when he got in there, he was like, oh, that's not what this is. So he took as much as he could, sent it off to the lab. And then there's that waiting period, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it thankfully turned out not to be life-threatening, but because it had been growing so fast, he wanted to do another surgery. And I was like, it's not life-threatening. Let's just hit the pause button. And my husband, who's really great at research, went and did research to find several different doctors. And so we went for second, third, fourth opinions. In the meantime, there was this support group in my town for people who were facing health challenges. And it was like a two-week intensive thing. And so I went and I took that and just found my calm, found my center again in the middle of Wonderful. everything. Yeah. But the thing that they did there, they did a lot of different things with us, art therapy and support yes. groups and all different kinds of things. But they also did daily therapeutic laughter and play. <laughs> it was just the best thing. It lit me up. It just took all the stress away, just like, shoo, off my shoulders. And I felt like the playful self that I used to be, like when I was a kid, naturally, that had kind of gotten buried in the yes. middle of all of the stress of life. And it was like something that I went, I cannot let this drift away in my life anymore. I cannot live half alive without joy, without laughter. And so the health challenge resolved itself with laughter, actually, in fact. Yes. So my husband found a doctor who sees these types of growths frequently. By that point, with all the consults we'd had, it had been like three months since the initial surgery. And my jaw was starting to feel better. And I was going out to this doctor because everybody wanted to do these drastic surgeries on me. And I was like, yes. It's just a benign growth. What's going on here? And he had a series of shots that supposedly would maybe shrink the tumor. And the doctor examined me and he looked at my jaw and he was like, I'm looking at the x-ray. I'm looking at your jaw. It hasn't grown in these three months. You don't need this treatment. Get it checked every few months or yes. you know, once or twice a year and don't take up boxing. And it, when he said, don't take up boxing, after all the stress my husband yes. and I had been through with this, we just started cracking up yes. so hard in the doctor's office. He had to like close the door so he didn't disturb the other patients because we're like, don't take up boxing. Okay, I can do that. Yes. So <laughs> and this now, was a tumor that was actually growing in your mouth. Yeah, it was called a, oh, let me give the name, something like a central giant cell granuloma, something like that. Yeah, in my jaw. Yeah. And right now what's left of it when I get it like 
every couple years, I still have it looked at and it's basically looks like bone now. It looks like yes. it's just turned into the bone as part of my jaw. And yes. thank goodness I had my husband and other people in my corner who are like, you know, cause somebody in the white coat and the authority says, dude, you got to do this. And they were, I won't even go into the details of what they were going to do, but I would have lost, you know, nerve function and feeling in like half of my face and all this stuff. Yes. And I'm like, really? Oh it's benign. Goodness. It's not life-threatening. Like if it was life-threatening, I think I'd go there, but yes, yes, you know, so it, to, to have that support and also that support group that I went to, to yes. it really empowered me to go, you know what? let's find a less drastic option. And it turned out I didn't need anything more than what I'd already had. And I can't prove that that shift in my mind and the laughter healed me, right? I can't yes. prove that. Yes. I don't know why it stopped growing, yes. but it did. And so, you know, it took care of itself and it's just a little bump in my mouth now. And, you know, it sometimes it hasn't bothered me in a long time for a while. Like when the weather was going to be bad, it would ache a little. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I think there's a storm coming. Yes. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. I'm so happy yeah. for you. And you, you said it was like a light bulb turned on for you when you yeah. went through this support group and you started becoming more in tuned with your playful self and Definitely. joy. So Definitely. then what did you start doing? This is about how many years ago, though? Just this was in us- 2001. And okay, so yes. not long after I took that support group, I was, you know, at home going, where's my laughter and play today? Yes. <laughs> I'm missing it terribly. <laughs> yeah. I need it. I'm jonesing for it. So I, not too long after that, saw an ad in a paper to become a certified laughter leader. And I'm like, well, what is that? I got to yes, go check that, that out. <laughs> so I enrolled and I, it was on the other side of the country. I got a plane ticket. You know, I was like, Within a week, I was like in a plane going there to do it because yes. it was like a training coming up right away. And it was very enjoyable. And so what I ended up doing was taking the therapeutic laughter and place type of stuff that I learned with the support group, combining it by what I learned with the laughter group and just kind of melding it into my own thing. And I ran an Orlando laughter club for a while you know, you say club, people think it's like stand-up comedy or no, but we would get together and do different activities that would elicit, spark that laughter and that fun and that playfulness. And it was just beautiful. And for me, all these years, that spark that I felt in the middle of my health challenge, I get to see that light bulb turn on inside of other people as I'm teaching us. And they're like, Oh, right. Yeah. This is important. This is part of life. This is who I am. Yes. Here has this been in my life. <laughs> yes. And you you actually created a website, joyfulbeing.com. And yeah. you provide all types of talks as well as on your website. You have programs. We'll get into that in a few minutes. But tell us about t- what type of groups you talk to. All sorts. I have yes. talked to all sorts over the years. Like it was a small group that I ran for myself for five years and then the word of mouth just get out. Yes. <laughs> and so I was doing small conferences, like breakout sessions and small conferences. I would do luncheons. I would do lunch and learns at companies. And it just, I did some church groups. I just did all kinds of different groups and it was just so wonderful. You know, it was so, yes. so wonderful. And now I'm looking at doing more in the corporate realm yes. to 
because I think people are so stressed out with work issues and things these days. So to bring it into that realm feels like where I'm being guided to go next, you know? Yes. And you do these talks, but then on your website, Mm joyfulbeing.com, you also have a series of programs. And why don't we get into those and tell us? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I have one called Laugh More Every Day, which is like a video series that's kind of like taking all of that that I do live in groups and making it something that somebody could watch on their own at home because I can't be everywhere for everybody. (laughs) They can watch it in their own way. And it helps them not only to use the videos to spark laughter whenever they need it, right? They can go back and watch them again, again, and get the laughter going when they need a little laughter boost. But it also helps like the end, the third part of it is all about really being proactive and making a plan. It's kind of like a discovery process for yourself of discovering what really works for you in terms of laughter and then making a proactive plan because people sometimes think, oh, laughter is something that just happens or it doesn't happen. But really, if you're open to it and proactive about it, you can create more of it in your life. Like you were saying earlier, like how you just crack funny, silly jokes with, you know, and it's like, that is a gift to the people around you in your life. And so I think it's just such a wonderful thing that people can do that. And then there's also some other programs on there. One is called Joyful Self Jumpstart, which is really a similar process of discovery on the topic of joy. And then I have one, which is Give Yourself Some Fun, which is really for people to give themselves permission to actually make space in their life for some fun. Yeah. And then I have another one. It's like Calm in a Crisis. That's actually just some calming stress relief tools because sometimes I feel like the stress, like people need to deal with that stress sometimes first before they can really open to the joy and the laughter because the stress is just weighing on them. Although the joy and the laughter is also stress relief. So, you know, that's true. Whichever yeah. way. I mean, there's yes. many different pathways to the same yes. goal. <laughs> yes. And when we were talking about being on my podcast, I mentioned to you that I feel really blessed that my husband just loves silly jokes too, and he loves to laugh. As a matter of fact, last night we were talking about one of our arguments, and I turned it into a joke. We were just laughing about it. <laughs> it <was> just, <laughs> instead of being so serious, and we, yeah. we, we passed that argument now, but it's good to look back on it and laugh. And that yes. really, I think, helps with addressing a situation, knowing that as a couple, we've overcome it. And then Mm -hmm. thinking that, you know, that was really a step to build more and better communication in our relationship. So laughter is so wonderful. And I just love what you do. So Kim, do you have a couple of thought provoking tips for us that you can share? Sure. I'll share chips, but I just wanted to fit in one thing in response to what you just said. Yes, certainly. That a gentleman who came to one of my laughter groups many years ago said it beautifully that laughter is kind of like the grease you put in the joint of a gear to make the machine run more smoothly. And I just feel like when you face challenges and you have a sense of humor about it, even if the situation doesn't in fact get easier, it feels like it's easier, you know? And like you said, it does build connections and support between people. So it's very powerful that way. Yeah. So, so tips for joy, I would say the number one tip would be to give yourself permission because sometimes people have like guilt (laughs) thoughts about relaxing or having fun, or they think they should be 
productive from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. And, you know, as kids were taught, it's okay to play and relax and have fun. And as retirees, like that's the goal. But in between, like we're taught, you know, if you're goofing off too much, there's something wrong with you. And it's not about goofing off all the time, but it's about just balancing out the work and the striving with that medicine of joy and laughter for yourself. And I feel like it is a form of really self-care and taking care of yourself that way. Yes, so, I so, totally and, and my, my best friend would like call me and say, Hey, can I have permission to like goof off today? <laughs> and like, it's like, she couldn't give herself permission, but yes. she knew I'd give it. So she calls yes. me. So, so support that would yes. be another tip would be to get support from other people who will say, yes, of course, relax. Yes. Of course have fun. Or yes, let's go do something. Let's make a plan. Let's go do something to having support is good too. And another thing is to trust the small things. Look for the small things because often people, when you say joy, people think it has to be some big, huge thing, right? You yes. know, some big, huge yes. celebration or some big, huge life event. But really, it can be literally stopping to smell flowers. You know, like I was driving in the driveway last night and the lights shone on an owl that was sitting on top of the speed sign oh. and he was looking at me through my car as I drove yes. into my neighborhood. And I was like, it just brought this big smile to my yes. face. Like it can be that simple. you know? Yes. Yes. So yeah. true. I was looking out my kitchen window last week and I saw this beautiful vine of purple flowers and some orange butterflies around them. And I stood there just watching them for about 10 minutes. And it's mm. such a calming way. Yeah. And, it's, and it's joyful because it's beautiful to see the butterflies around the flowers. And I hadn't seen butterflies for quite a long time. So I was, I was happy to see that. And it's just taking the time, as you said, taking yeah. the time to enjoy your surroundings, a special moment and yeah. not be in such yeah. a rush. And I think that's so important. And when you tie joy with hope, what do you say, Kim? Because so many people are lacking hope, like they're lacking joy. Well, I'll tell you a story. Okay. So many, many years ago, when I was doing my laughter group, a woman was wheeled in her wheelchair, her daughter wheeled her mother in and the woman in the wheelchair had been going through chemo and she was all hunched over and, you know, pain on her face. It was clear she was probably in physical pain and that it had taken the daughter quite a bit of nudging to get her mom to come to this event. Yes. And beforehand, she was nervous and anxious and like, I don't know that I can participate. I'm going through chemo. I'm not feeling well. And I was like, it's okay. You can just sit and watch and enjoy us, right? Just sit and, and enjoy what we're doing. You don't participate as much as you want to. She ended up doing everything. Wonderful. And during it, you could see her start to sit up straight. You could see the smile on her face. You could see like the light shining from her eyes. It was like she was a different person. It like looked like a miracle if you'd seen the before and after pictures. And we were just connecting as people and laughing. And there was such joy in that for her and also gratitude. So I feel like gratitude and joy fuel each other. She was just feeling so grateful for being alive. So sometimes if you're feeling out of hope, to start with a small gratitude. And you might think, oh, I don't have anything to be grateful for. But if you're in that such a dire state that you can't find anything to be grateful for, the trick is to look at what could happen that hasn't. Like what horrible thing that could have happened that hasn't, you know? 
Yeah, you have true. a roof, if you have a roof over your head or you have water to drink or, you know, like, like you could start with gratitude with the simplest, simplest, basic things that if you didn't have them, wouldn't be so basic, you know, like, you know, I live in Florida. So sometimes like hurricanes come through and for a while yes. you don't have, you don't have some of the conveniences, your Wi-Fi is out or whatever. And it just makes you grateful for the things you do have when you have them. And you, when you get, I, I recently had COVID and for some people, they say it was a small cold. It was more than a small cold for me. Yes. I'm fine now. It wasn't life-threatening, but at the same time, just to appreciate my energy, to be able to go for a walk again and exactly. have my energy back. Yes. I guess that answers your question. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Hope and gratitude and joy. They're all interconnected. They all, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, how can you put joy in your voice by smiling? Well, okay, here I am, very serious. And here I am with some smiles. So, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, you can you can feel it, I think. Like if it's a genuine smile and you feel it, you know, and it was interesting during the pandemic to experiment with that because you had masks on and That's you couldn't true. necessarily see if someone yes. was smiling or not, but you could kind of see it in their eyes and you could yes. hear it in their voice. And so like, I would try to do that, like with the grocery store people, you know, at the checkout or whatever. I mean, they had stressful job in the middle of all of that. And so to just, you know, connect with them in that way and say something nice and smile, even if they couldn't see my smile, that hopefully they could hear it and feel it. And I think it's so true. They can see your eyes smile. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then my eyes would smile because I'm smiling at somebody, but my mask is on and then I could see the other person. I smile too. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a wonderful thing to see. And you're going to be offering next year, which is 2023, a new type of program. Yeah, it's in the works right now. So if anybody wants to know about it, when you sign up to get the free gift on my website, which is a series of questions that are a discovery process about joy for yourself, like really looking at what joy is for you. So that, that free gift is there when you sign up to get that. You'll also be on my email list and I I notify everybody when I have the new programs. It's morphing and changing as I'm creating it. So at this time, it may change some more as I love creating new things. I love creating new programs. It's very fun. And it's based on things I've taught before, but with new things and a new twist. And it's really looking at how do you live more of that joy not just as a special thing that you do on yes. the weekend yes. or a special thing that you like do when you're on vacation, but how do you integrate it into your life as you're going about your goals, going for your goals in a way that is enjoyable, you know, living your life in a way that has that built into it. And so my mini courses like can spark that and get that yes. going. But this is about taking it deeper into because I think people have the best intentions, right? They want that, but then circumstances happen that just kind of knock them about. And, and, and then they can feel like, I don't want anybody beating themselves up for it, right? That they're not able to get themselves yes, there. So, true. and some of that is compassion too. And that's one thing I, I want to make sure that I say that if joy feels super far away for somebody, then they may need some kind of support, you know, like, a counselor or a pastor or someone to help them find whatever's going on that's in their way to help yes. them get the blocks out of the way. 
And I'm not a licensed mental health counselor, so that's not what I do. But I take people who are ready to have that spark of joy again and have them go through the discovery process of finding how that's going to work for them and how it could work in their life. And so when we dive deeper, it gets to be more personalized, you know, for each person to find what's really going to work for them. Yes. And you also plan on having Zoom encounters or programs using Zoom. So instead of in-person meeting at a conference or at at some other venue, it, it could be done by Zoom. Yes, gratitude for modern technology, you know? Yes, certainly, certainly. (laughs) I wanted to ask you, as uh, our time is coming to a close, but do you have a couple more stories that you can share with the listening audience? One of my longtime people that I worked one-on-one with, when I launched my Joyful Self Jumpstart course, and she's like, I said, would you like to be my beta tester, right, for this new program? And she's like, sure, I'll do it. And she went through it and... When she started, she thought there is no way, like joy is like, I haven't seen joy in ages was how she felt. Like it just seemed like it would be so hard and she didn't know how it was good, but she's like, okay, I trust Kim. I'm just going to go through the steps in the program and see what happens. And she was surprised by what brought her, her joy. You know, it, she was surprised that it wasn't the thing she thought it would necessarily be. And so, you know, it was some of the simpler things that she was like, oh, and then she felt that hope, that hopefulness yes. of, oh, this isn't as hard as I thought. I can, I can find ways to integrate this easily. So it doesn't necessarily have to be this hard thing, right? It can Certainly. be a lot simpler than people might think. But the thing is to decide that you want to do it. That's so true. You got to decide that it's important to you and that it's a priority because you know that if you take care of yourself in that way, you can be there better for the other people in your life. Yes, yes, certainly. And it takes a short while to do it, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be this huge, you know, hard thing that in our minds we make it out to be, you know, because of what you're feeling in this moment does not necessarily mean that what you're feeling can't shift 10 minutes from now. That's you know? true. That's true. So you've probably had the experience of you're feeling grouchy, irritable, and somebody comes along and unexpectedly makes you laugh. In an instant, it shifts how you feel. Yes, so so true. we tend to think, oh my gosh, I'm feeling this way. How do I get myself out of feeling this way? How long am I going to feel this way? And that's just yes. comes like a like a, a cycle in your mind, like a gerbil on a wheel. Yes. To just breathe with compassion for yourself and know that this is just temporary and the next moment is is a new moment, a new gift. Yes. Yes. Try something different. Yeah. One of the things my late husband and I would do, we, we have two sons, is, and I always love to have them reading, we would buy joke books. And mm. as we we're in the car or at the dinner table, we would have them read out jokes. Some, of course, are very silly and <laughs> not funny, but some were <laughs> also funny. So that's a way as well to start your children mm-hmm. into thinking about laughter and joyfulness. And you don't have to be telling jokes, of course, but it's just one of the things that parents can do with their children. And it encourages reading because they're reading the jokes, whether it's from a book or a magazine or from the internet. 
And we think children are naturally very joyous, but sometimes with all the pressure that's on them, especially through COVID and mm -hmm. what they hear their parents saying and adults saying, they're, they're suffering too. So they need joy yeah. in their life. Don't, would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I would say they need that permission to be kids again in the middle of all the, the craziness going on in the world, for sure. Yes. And, yes. and also little, little children, like the tiniest ones who haven't absorbed all that yet, <laughs> they, they can be our teachers. You know, exactly. they just laugh with full abandon and they don't think, oh, is my laugh funny? Or, you know, are people looking at me or whatever? They're not worried about anything. They just are in it. And so, yeah, so that's, we can learn from them as well. And yes, it's important to make sure that our kids get that as well in the middle of everything. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Kim. We've come to the end of the program and you've brought us a lot of joy. And your website again is joyfulbeing.com. And we really look forward to all that you have to offer in addition to what you already offer on your website, just to continue to spread joy. So thanks again for being with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on my show, Be Convinced, as we share with you life-changing stories of hope. Please visit my Facebook page, Be Convinced VI, and like and follow me. I post weekly about upcoming radio shows and podcasts. Please also visit my website at sorayadiasikofelt.com, where you will be able to read more about me and access my podcasts, which are all designed to give you a big dose of hope in just 30 minutes. Let's contemplate on what the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said. Use me, God. Show me how to take who I am, who I want to be, and what I can do, and use it for a greater purpose than myself. Mm -hmm.